If you can get it done, what's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? Welcome into Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the Big Dog, Rick Watson. You actually get sound from Beverly Hills Cop in the Heat Is On official video. I'm trying to do what I can to warm your coskets today. We had some Martha and the Vandellas, a little heat wave. Now the heat is on. See what I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing my part. Three nine forty nine hundred is the Baker Team Hotline. Seven four four twenty nine ninety is how you can reach us on the text line. Rick at New River Radio or message me on Messenger. See, can't you feel the heat? You know, I will still go out of my way to watch Beverly Hills Cop. It kind of stands alone, doesn't it? Great stuff. Great, great stuff. And then, of course, there was Beverly Hills Cop 2, and then of Beverly Hills Cop 3. Now there's a series on. That's funny. Wayne just sent it as I was going to say it. And I don't know if it's any good or not. It's Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. On, uh, is that Netflix that it's on? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll stick with the original movie. <laughs> yeah, you get the original movie, and, and I understand. You know, at that point, Eddie Murphy is one of the biggest stars in the world because that movie just exploded, man. I mean, it just exploded. But, uh, yeah. Not so much the sequels. So I'll probably, what I'll wait, Wayne, I'll wait for you to tell me if the series is any good because that's one I don't have a lot of confidence in. Unlike Reacher, which I'm really enjoying. <laughs> uh UVA and Tech tonight. Bill Roth and David Till talk about it. Huge game all the way around. I mean, it's a huge, huge game. Tech um, hasn't won a road game 
UVA hasn't lost a home game. It's it's weird their splits between home and the road. Bill Roth will talk about that. Women's team tomorrow on Thursday. Which they get right. You know, the women play on a Thursday. They're highlighted in the ACC. The Big South has gotten it wrong the last couple of years, and I don't know why it continues to be agreed upon to have the women play the same night as the men. Like, for instance, Radford tonight, and you play the same team. Radford men host Gardner-Webb tonight, which means the Radford ladies will be on the road at Gardner-Webb at the same time. So you're basically splitting your fan base. There are a lot of folks who will be at the Radford men's game tonight and want to follow it who will also want to follow what the ladies are doing. But then they have a choice to make. Do you come to the men's game and just get scores? Because you can't very well, you know, watch the women's game. And I guess they do this for convenience. I don't know. Big South, not known to want to work really hard. Coaches want the same amount of days. It used to be the women would play different days, and then coaches, I guess, started to complain about lack of practice time. I don't know, but seems like to me that you're just ripping away any kind of attention for women's basketball by putting it on the same night as the men. I mean, look at it like this. Just look at it from this perspective. Let's say the Virginia Tech women in the ACC played on the same night. They'd be playing the night at 7. The Tech men are at UVA at 7. You want to watch both if you're a Tech fan, right? What would you do? How would you keep up with both? And I don't understand in this day and age, especially, why they're intentionally taking a night of attention away from uh, a women's sport in college athletics. That's what the Big South's doing when they play the women at the same time as the men. So, anyway, I guess they allow coaches to dictate this because of practice time, but those same coaches, you know, always complain about the lack of attendance and attention to their sport. Well, all you're doing is taking away even more of that attention but playing them the same night as the guys. As a matter of fact, I don't know off the top of my head any other conference that does this consistently. I really don't. Big South, though, baby. Watch out. We do it all the time. Now, there will be some doubleheader exceptions going forward, but for the most part. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. All right, we've talked about journalism and media today. You know, Bill Rolfe teaches a class on it. And this is a thing that actually happened yesterday. Todd Bowles, and I think he handled it in the... <laughs> the is, it, is it safe to say the most eloquent and also just... He absolutely killed this female reporter. And I don't understand how... Someone keeps their job when they ask this type of question. Pay attention to what 
This female reporter asked Todd Bowles yesterday heading into the matchup with the Lions. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't um, No. Nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. I mean, she actually asked him the question, how concerned are you that it's only going to be 13 degrees in Detroit when you go there to play the game this weekend? She had absolutely no clue that that's an indoor facility. And then she wanted to make her point so much, she just kept talking about it. All right, this is a real thing that happened. Let's hear it one more time in case you you think you missed it. She's going to ask Todd Bowles if he's concerned about how cold it's going to be in Detroit. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, Today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> and I think Todd Bowles, he kind of had a little sarcastic smile. You do know that they play indoors, right? They have a dome. And you know what's sad? This is what is becoming more prevalent every day in so-called journalism here in 2024. I mean, this is what you have. How did she get a press credential? I mean, seriously. And then I see people that are defending her. How do you defend that? I mean, seriously. you just worried about someone's feelings that much no no she should be called out and her, the people she works for should say what are you, what is that what are you doing now look i don't always get everything right but i do my research i do my studying for every broadcast and there might be a stat that may not be updated because it just didn't find its way in game notes or something like that but i'm sure as hell gonna know that if i'm covering the nfl that the detroit lions play indoors in a dome because you know the weather there in the late fall early winter when the season's going on has traditionally been pretty bad it's why the vikings went to a dome all right and it's one thing if you're just making an honest mistake but to not know that really you didn't know that the game's indoors. You, you, you said she probably couldn't wait to ask that question. Oh, my goodness, I got to talk about the weather. Nobody else is going to ask about the weather, right? I got to be the first one. On her notepad or whatever she wrote that on, she couldn't wait to get in there. She probably put one of those little asterisks by it. Yep, this is going to be the question. <laughs> and the way he handled it, 
Man, Todd Bowles, I already liked him anyway. You do know that they play in a dome, right? I mean, we're going to be outside for like 20 seconds walking into the building, so I think we'll be okay. <laughs> uh, Hokey Bob, we're going to make them wear a hat, gloves, and jacket from the bus to the stadium entrance. I bet you that this becomes the topic in one of Bill Ross' classes at the SMA. Hey, you might want to know where games being played and what kind of things you have to deal with before you ask a question. I mean, what was she doing? Just looking at what was going on, the temperatures in Buffalo? You think that's what it was? All that was made over the snow and how cold it was, the wind chill for the Buffalo game that got moved. So she just thought, hey, look, it's happening here in Detroit. It's going to be about, you know, 10 degrees. So let's let's see what, hey, the Bucks coming from a warm weather environment now. Like the Dolphins had to do in uh, Kansas City on Saturday, right? Same thing. Yes, sir. We got another Florida team (sighs) coming to the Midwest. I can't wait to ask this question. Uh, you do know that they play in a dome, right? Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's, it's just, it's worth hearing Todd Bowles again in the way that he just deadpanned it. Right? And he didn't embarrass her. He just had a little sarcastic smile. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, I want the Bucks to win now just because of Todd Bowles, just because of that answer. Yeah, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, like in Ted, remember they had, Ted, it may have been Ted too, when they had Liam Neeson come in doing one of his characters and he's worried about the, uh, he's worried about the uh, <laughs> the bowl of tricks or the box of tricks. Yeah, I think you're going to be okay. Kind of what that reminded me of. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Good comedy here on a... Uh, Unintentional comedy, but nonetheless comedy here on a frigid Wednesday morning. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. We'll be back. No, I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be outside for like 20 20 seconds. We're going to be fine.
Thanks a lot. Come again. Hey. Hello. I'd uh, like to ask a few questions about this breakfast cereal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, box of tricks. That's right. I've been led to understand that tricks are exclusively for children. Is that correct? Well, I, I mean, they say uh, tricks are for kids in the commercials. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And is that enforced by law? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. So if I purchase these tricks, there'll be no trouble? No, no, you, you, sh you should be fine. You do understand that I myself am not a child. I, I was able to sniff that out, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring these back to my apartment. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. And, uh, I won't be followed. Uh, no, that's, that's not in our budget here. Hey, I won't forget what you've done for me here today. I would prefer that you do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, no, we should be okay. That's, that's kind of Todd Bowles, isn't it? Right? Same thing. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't Um, No. Nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> so we're going to be okay. Just like Ted tells Liam Neeson, no, you should be okay. But you know what? When they do the second part of the whole Liam Neeson coming through Ted's line at the grocery store, he wasn't okay. He's all disheveled. He got beat up. Box of tricks is crushed. I mean... Didn't work out well for him. <laughs> I can't play that audio, though, because I think there's some, uh, some words that would not qualify for the radio airwaves in the second clip. But nonetheless. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Bottom of the hour is about to take whole bundle up. That's all I can say. Uh, I don't know if it'll do you much good. It is, um, it's miserable out. Let's see. Let's check it now. Oh, good. We're down to five. We went from six to five. I mean, it was a virtual heat wave when I got up and left the house this morning at six, and now we're down to five degrees outside. Five, and it feels like minus six. I hope all you winter people are having a great time. If you take your victory lap, you better make sure you don't do it uh, scantily clad or you might have a few things uh, fall off because it's that cold. Just saying. Just saying. All right, coming up in our <laughs> Bill Roth, David Teal, the Hall of Fame Hour Hour. <laughs> we'll be back. We're coming up on a Wednesday.
Mike Burnup, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with the big dog himself, Rick Watson. He may sound tough, but he's really just a pussycat. Meow. Yes, sir. That's your uh, (laughs) state broadcaster of the year right there, Mike Burnup. Congratulations to Mike. (laughs) David Teal as well joining us. He was sports writer of the year. 639-4900. Oh, the shark has little Louis Armstrong. Come on. And he shows them a burly wife. 744-2990 on the text Just line. A jack has back heat dear. And he keeps it outside. Good stuff, man. When the shark bites with his teeth dear. And people are asking, what has been your most, have you had an embarrassing moment like that broadcast? I'm sure I have, right? I'm sure it's happened. Nothing to that degree, I don't think, right? I don't, I mean, like the other day I had an overtime stat wrong that really bothered me. Like I had Darius Nichols overall, let's see, he's now... One and two? One and three? I don't know. I was one game off, and it bothered me for like a day, like I should have known that. Something little like that that none of you would have known as a listener, but I found out later I was not correct. Nothing like this either has ever happened. The way, for Kano's long as 46. He didn't go back this far in warm-ups. This would be a big kick for him. Six of seven on the year is Paulie Fricano. Fricano. Is six of eight now. Off the crossbar. He just barely had enough, but he knocked it through, Ben. Gets him even. That's a big kick for Pauly Fricano. He missed the kick. Eastern Michigan answers. By the way. Three to three. So they call that as if he made the kick, and the guy missed the kick by at least 20 feet to the right. So, you know, it happens. I'm not sure why they embellished and tried to say that, you know, <laughs> that it that it kicked. I mean, he was trying to say it hit the crossbar, but he missed the kick completely. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. And things like that happen, but, you know, yeah. Now I'm curious to see if he ever corrects it. I don't think he did. No, they just went to commercial break. I guess maybe out of the break they had to have said something. But he even embellished that it hit the crossbar. And the kick missed by 20 feet. So I haven't done that, you know. I haven't, like said a shot was good at the end that wasn't good or anything like that because, you know, I'm paying attention. (laughs) But that's funny. It was a a Toledo-Eastern Michigan game, and the guy missed the kick badly to the right, and the guy's like, oh, he needed that. That team needed that. Really? Really? But it happens, you know. Not everybody's perfect. It's going to happen. You're going to say the wrong thing. Sometimes you just call a team sometimes uh, I'm sure I do sometimes you'll think about a team that you're talking about and you might call that team the wrong name and not catch it right 
especially as I get a little older. I mean, I don't know about you guys and gals, but man, I I have to check myself all the time to make sure. Okay, do I have everything I need? I'm leaving the house. Am I good to go? And I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've gotten out of the driveway, heading down the road, and I go, I left that right on the counter even after I went through my mental checklist. So I get why it happens, especially when the bullets are firing during a broadcast. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. But I know this. I would have never asked a head coach of an NFL team about the weather knowing where he was going to play without having some kind of knowledge of that situation or understanding that in a dome, you know, where it's going to be warm, it doesn't happen. (laughs) Wayne says, I remember that call from (laughs) GoDucks.com. What was it? The the GoDucks.com came up. Take me back, Wayne. I see. There you go. I'm doing it right now, Wayne. Take me back to the origin of GoDucks.com. Was that just the wrong, the wrong um, website address that was given during my name or something like that? GoDucks.com. <laughs> because I remember that was associated with me somehow. Or did we just make that up? <laughs> I'm having one of those moments right now, Wayne where I just can't remember the actual facts that go behind GoDucks.com. I think it's the cold weather. And it affects your mind. I'll tell you what, it really does. Mindset gets affected a lot when it gets cold and s- snow covering everything. Just not a good, not a good vibe. feels like that they had my name up or it was a preview that's what it was it was in the notes that's right it was game notes wasn't it it was some kind of game notes my name was listed I'd be on the call and it some reason said that I worked at goducks.com right (laughs) yeah there we go (sighs) so then of course Wayne had to create several memes of me actually working at goducks.com which never has happened. But. And look, I'm not nitpicking over mistakes, but you can't show up at a press conference and, and ask that question. That's just one that you just, you can't, you can't go by or let go by. But boy, I tell you what, and you, you are probably in the same mindset I am you know you grow up my parents used to always say you get frustrated right with your parents come on don't why did you not remember to do this or why did look get a little older you kind of forget some things you're like yeah whatever whatever you just don't care and now I completely completely represent those statements of hey when you get a little older sometimes you just don't remember things (laughs) And I do find myself when I get at a ball game and I hear the uh, countdown for Radford games going on. We have a countdown that leads you up to the start of the broadcast. I do find myself going, okay, 
I have everything I need here. I have these talking points that I'm just going to highlight. I never write anything out. I don't believe in that. I think you just go. You just think about what you want to say and go. I, a lot of younger broadcasters script everything out, and it really sounds like they scripted it out. I don't do that. <laughs> there might come a time I have to, but for now I don't. People ask me about the show. So uh, how many pages do you script out? Uh, none. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel the need to. I don't have an outline I'm following. Maybe if we were nationally syndicated in hundreds of markets, that might be different. I'd have a producer come up with that for me. But me, no, I don't. Since I'm my own producer, I don't. I don't have anything here. Yeah, I feel like if I can't be capable of talking about the topic at hand, then I won't be talking about it. Right? If I'm talking about it, I feel like I'm pretty. Pretty strongly educated in that particular topic. That's all. (laughs) Right? But I do find myself going, okay, so this is is right. Volume's good, too, right? You can hear me okay? I'm always asking producer, Nathan Sparks. He probably gets tired of hearing me. Hey, you good? You got me okay? You can hear me, right? (laughs) All right, good. Making sure you got me. Need a little reassurance as you get older. But parents are always right. The things your parents used to say. Just like, remember how we used to think when we would do things like maybe staying out too late, maybe we drank a little bit and you tried to sneak home. You thought, yeah, I got away with it. You realize when you have your own kids and they become teenagers and they're trying to, you always know exactly what they've been doing and where they've been. Right, I, you realize that you never fooled your parents, really. Maybe once or twice. Maybe you got lucky and it fell through the cracks, but for the most part, they knew you were just full of it. But they're your parents, so they'd let it go and realize, well, he's okay, he's healthy. Eh, we're just gonna let that ride. All those things come full circle as you get a little older, especially when you're a parent, as you that are. Already understand. (laughs) 744-2990. More texts coming in about uh, Reacher, which I admitted that I am watching now. We're in especially... I wish there were more episodes, though. I think uh, each season's got eight episodes. I know there's going to be a third one, but it doesn't come out until next fall or whenever. That was just a lucky chance that I took thinking, I'd like to find something I can watch when there's no good, no good ball games on or anything I'm interested in. Football is about to come to a close. Oh, let's see what this is. Oh, I kind of like this. And then it builds. You're like, oh, I'm glad I watched it. Good stuff. And then when you want to settle in and watch football, you get the really crappy weekend that we had in the NFL. We only had one decent game. All the other games were either blowouts or not competitive. It's very interesting. We haven't had the fallout yet in Dallas that I expected. I thought maybe by the time we got through the day yesterday that Mike McCarthy would already been given his pink slip. I don't know. Does it happen today? Does it happen at the end of the week? Is Jerry Jones trying to – Take a deep breath here before he makes his decision. I don't know. Is he going to talk to players first? Who knows?
But anyway, man, that's where we are today. That's where we are. Just not a lot of great offerings out there. I do find myself watching older shows. That's why, you know, we play these old theme songs. I think that's why you want to hear them every Friday on our All Request Friday. All these great shows like the Jeffersons and Cheers and Magnum and the old Fat Albert show. All those shows, WKRP, because they're just not, they're just not good today. There's just nothing... Nothing good. Everything's got to have some kind of virtue signaling or political message. Everything. Nobody wants to just write stuff to entertain anymore. That's why I think I like Reacher so much. Hokey Bob said, Jerry's old. He's already forgotten that he might need a new head coach. Well, that's, that could happen. That could happen. <laughs> but... Hollywood lost its way. The reason Disney loses billions and billions every year is because nobody's just trying to entertain people anymore. It's got to have an agenda attached to it. And I think people are smart enough or smarter than any of these studios or any of these Hollywood executives may have figured them for. They understand. So were Reacher's the most watched thing in the history of Amazon. Number one, yet again, breaking records. That's because it's just entertainment, man. It's just Godzilla minus one, the new movie, got rave reviews, fans. You know why? Because it was just a monster. It was just a Godzilla movie. That's all we want. We don't want to be messaged to or have groups of people who are showed. They go out of their way to show groups of people who are in the minds of the makers of the movie better than others. I don't want to see all that. Just entertain me. But it's it's crazy to think that how simple is that inner uh, that message might be how it's gotten away from from Hollywood. It's just not a lot not there. They ruined the Marvel movies with the same thing. I mean the whole it's just I don't understand. And you lose billions of dollars yet you keep going back to it every time. I don't understand. Clearly, that's not what the public wants. The same public that made you a mega conglomeration. But at the same time, no, nope, we're going to stick to what we're, what we're dedicated to, and that's our own politics. Just leave it out of it, right? Just leave it out of it. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to have anybody trying to tell us what you think about political issues, right? You're going to have your beliefs. I'm going to have mine. You're not going to change people on it. My only message about that is we don't have to dislike one another or hate each other because we disagree, which is something also that's being preached way too much by the media, especially trying to separate this country even more. I mean, there is a movement, and don't think it's not there. There's a movement out there by many, many, and we're talking about long-time media papers, whatever it might be, that's going out of the way to try to keep this country separated. Because, hey, you think one way, I think the other. Well, then we we just can't exist. We can't coexist. I mean, my God. Really?
All right, we'll be back. Wrap up hour two after this. Seinfeld reference there. By the way, my uh, my pick a few weeks ago of Clemson continues to look worse and worse and worse as they lose again last night, double overtime to Georgia Tech. Clemson now two and four in the ACC. Once again, awesome in the non-conference. They had me believing. No, no. I mean, you think about it, they were what ten and zero. They were flirting with the top ten. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament at this point. They got road games at Florida State and Duke coming up. Yikes. This is what, you know, again, talking about the ACC, I mean, it's just, it's very competitive. It may not be nationally attractive in terms of potential NCAA tournament teams, but you can never Assume anything in this league. I mean, Pitt's the worst team conference-wise, with one and five, but yet they're ten and seven overall. I think Louisville's the worst team, but they have a big win this year, right in conference. So I mean, you, you're going to have to strap them on, especially when you, you you go out there, lace up those sneakers, and and work hard on the road, especially. But this was Georgia Tech going in the Little John and winning last night in overtime. NC State got a big win over a really good Wake Forest team. So Carolina and NC State is top of the league right now. And, of course, uh, later in the week, that's Virginia Tech's second opponent on the road. They have to travel to Raleigh, take on the Wolfpack. But it's all about tonight in Charlottesville, a game that, you know, maybe it will be swung by whether or not Hunter Couture is on the floor. We don't know yet. We might find out. Game time decision, we will know. But obviously his availability would be vital to Tech's calls this evening. And make no mistake, this is a game Tech very, very capable of winning. Absolutely capable of winning. And I think they're going to play well. They probably have a little bit of a sense of desperation after losing on Sunday at home or losing this weekend at home Saturday night. So I think they'll play well. And UVA is having trouble scoring. Tech's defense hasn't been great, but maybe that helps. I don't know. It feels like a very even game tonight, but very winnable. Radford at home against a very tough Gardner-Webb team as well. So it's a big night. Locally for our college basketball teams, Bill Roth and the Roth Report leads off hour three.